Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. As we bring in the new year, we actually want to help your low back. (laughs) And even if you're not having low back issues, we want to make sure that you don't in the future as well. Because statistically, you probably will. (laughs) And so many people, I mean, depending on where you look, 80 to 90 or 95% of people have debilitating back pain at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so we want, and through Gen Health, we really want to help people foolproof their body a little bit and get ahead of these things or start addressing some of those underlying restrictions that might contribute to low back pain in the first place. So to help provide motivation and accountability to really move through something and give your body the chance to experience something new, we are doing an on-platform challenge on Gen Health for the low back plan. And this is going to give you 10 to 15 minutes a day. It's not going to take very long, giving you mobility, muscle activation, strengthening exercises, breath exercises that really give you the baseline of where to start so that you can really start to heal your body from the hips through the trunk and the upper back and feel something different in your low back. And we know that so many people are starting to try and move more, especially with the new year. The great thing about this plan is it can go in conjunction with everything else you do and really help to supplement it by addressing, again, some of those underlying restrictions in the areas that might contribute to the low back pain that you get while Mm -hmm. doing squats or lunges or other workouts. So for our podcast audience only you're going to get this month of movement for only $15 by using code OPTIMAL10. We have never given a month on this platform away uh, for this little. So use code OPTIMAL10 at checkout. You're going to go down to the link in the show notes, gen.health backslash low back to sign up and start moving with us on the first on Monday. So get in now, use code OPTIMAL10 at checkout, and we are excited to start moving into the new year with you. Right. It's an exciting day because we're back to the body optimization series <laughs> with favorite <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know if that has started to catch on yet but i i think it's a thing so that's what matters in my mind but we're on the knee yeah talking knee optimization today and again we're trying to make these episodes relatively brief with just a few takeaways on things that you can start to implement to focus on mm-hmm. long-term knee health, optimizing knee health. And I say this every episode, but it's not an exhaustive list of exercises you should be doing or an exhaustive list of reasons you may have developed any sort of knee pain or knee diagnosis. And speaking of specific pains and diagnoses, in our past 300 plus episodes, we've done so many episodes on other knee-related topics being meniscus pain, IT band syndrome, knee tendonitis, Osgood slaughter, chondromalacia, meniscus surgery specifically, uh, patellar tracking, ACL injuries or rehab, pes anserine bursitis, baker cyst, knee osteoarthritis, crunchy knees and crepitus. Um, we'll try getting all of those linked up down in the show notes or in the description of the video if you're watching on YouTube. And if any of those are important to you, go listen to those. And if there's any that we've missed, you're like, I have this diagnosis and you haven't talked about it. It might be because it's so specific that not a lot of people would know about that. But if there is something we've we've left off, please let us know. We want to hit it all in terms of what is the research currently saying? What are exercises that can help support you? Or what do you need to just ask your doctor about? 
All right, before we get back into the knee, I want to talk about one of the most important aspects of our health that we don't even tend to think about, which is the air that we breathe. Did you know Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day? According to the EPA, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, and in some cases, up to a hundred times more polluted. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? That is a crazy number when you really sit back and think about it. And so really, what's the solution? And we wanted to introduce an air purifier that's captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and so much more which is Air Doctor. But beyond all the media outlets, it really caught our attention a few years ago when friends of ours started using it and you see how they're changing out their filters and what it's collecting. It's so wild. Now, Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. And this includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that make you sick. So I'm so excited we finally got this in our home. So go over to Air Doctor because Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you just have to send it back for a full refund minus shipping. Head over to airdoctorpro.com and use code OPTIMAL so you receive up to $300 off air purifiers and exclusive to podcast customers you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That is A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com. So it's doctor spelled out and use promo code OPTIMAL. All right, let's get back into the episode. Now, knees. This is a big one. Um, lots of patients I've treated, a lot of people that come into Gen Health that have reported knee pain. So we want to really talk about what you can do to help optimize your knees as we continue to age, because that's really where I see the breakdown happening. I mean, even with my mom, who is now 71 and working out with me, but always complaining about her knees. So what can we do to help optimize our knee health as we age? You know, and I think one of the biggest things that we develop, you know, a lot of knee tension, pressure, arthritis is because we stop moving well above and below the knee. So our hips get really tight, which causes more pressure on your knee. Your ankle gets really tight. It causes more pressure onto, into your knee. You know, our knee is a place that should have a little bit more stability. So if we're lacking mobility above and below, it could be a reason that we're having a little bit more knee pain and tension. Yeah, we should have very mobile ankles and hips. And when we're limited in those areas, our knee will definitely compensate and take the brunt of some of the forces right. that go across the knee. I am a big, a good example of this. I have had knee injuries, meniscus injuries in both of my knees and had surgery on my right knee. I've never gone and had any surgery on my left knee. It's funny that you mention, you know, as, as we age, we need to, we notice this a lot more or people, it's something that I'm not necessarily concerned about, but it's something that I'm trying to be aware of that mm -hmm. I've had injuries in my knees in my twenties and coming into my thirties. So I really need to be focusing on some of these things as I get later in life so that I'm not somebody who's sitting there complaining, oh, I've got bone on bone arthritis <laughs> yeah. and the things that you hear from these people, which the image becomes important to somebody because they've got pain. Yes. Same with your mom. She's asked us, oh, but my doctor says I should go and have an x-ray. 
but even your mom knows yes that'll just show that i have arthritis won't it i know what that do i, I do yeah. she's like i know i have arthritis i know that i have no cartilage left in my yeah. knees and so then she comes to us and says what can i do yeah and she gets strong and that's <laughs> and she like gets strong one of the most on important it. things and mm-hmm. some of the exercises that we'll talk about but you know that is also something that people get scared to work on is that single leg support yeah. and so that's where we start to lack in the strength needed to support that knee because we start to lack that single leg balance, control, and stability and strength that is needed into that leg. And I'm not just talking about squats and deadlifts, right? Single leg activities. We walk, we run. Every time we take a step, we're on a single leg. So if we go upstairs, we go downstairs, climbing heels, whatever it may be, we need that single leg strength and stability and we start to lack if when we start to lack that that could be a big reason that we start to have pain yeah we are upright beings but more than that we stand on one leg a lot more than we think mm-hmm. like when people say oh why do we need to work on single leg exercises because no you don't see people just standing around on a single leg but every time you walk people mm-hmm. don't realize that whenever we walk we're spending a little bit of time in this single leg phase of that gait and when we start to lose the ability to control that Mm -hmm. that's where we start to put undue forces through all of our joints really your hips knees and ankles the knee just seems to be someone that takes a lot of that the brunt of that force because of restrictions elsewhere and i really think the old school mindset because this is particularly was so big when i was working out and even as a pilates instructor as well was always put your the weight into your heels. I mean, I heard this in CrossFit. I heard this in a lot of workout classes. Is always make sure you can, when you're squatting, you can feel the weight into your heels, almost like you can lift your toes up. Like that was the cue that I heard a lot of the times. Not, and especially in Pilates, it was never let your knee pass your toe. And this wasn't just- It was even in PT offices right. for the longest time. Yes. Like if you have pain, oh, you should never let your knees pass your toes. And I think this is still something that a lot of people believe is that we shouldn't have our knee pass our toe or else we're going to cause too much strain and stress at the knee. But this couldn't be furthest from the truth because the reality is every time I go up and down, down particularly, my knee has to pass my toe. It has Mm -hmm. to pass my toe in order to get downstairs. So if we're never training that knee to comfortably go past the toe, well then of course, when we start to do it repetitively throughout the day, going up and down stairs or going down a hill, whatever it may be, we're all of a sudden gonna start to develop knee pain because our knee is not strong in that Mm -hmm. range of motion. If we lack the ability to control a range of motion, it could lead to ending up in pain. So this is something that I hope remains old school. You can tell uh, your friends and family members, you know, I'm saying it is old school. We need to reset our mind around what it means to be strong within our knees. And that means to allow our knees to go over our toe and get strong in that position. Definitely something that we need to continue to reconceptualize and encourage mm-hmm. people to do. It's it's the age old adage of like, oh, if something hurts, well, just don't do that right. or modify it so right. that you don't have to do it. We'll talk about this a bit in next week's up or two weeks from now in the foot and ankle episode like yeah. oh if it hurts to do that put something in put in a a, a support so that you mm-hmm. don't have to do it as much yourself but then ultimately when you have to do that in life it's going to hurt or it's right. going to be painful it's going to be difficult so we're more of the mindset there may be a process but train it train the body so you can then feel comfortable doing that 
similar to the hip episode, another thing that we notice with a lot of people is just this quad dominance. People are so forward dominant uh, in our whole body that it all we also see that in the quads where people use more of this squat type pattern with knees going forward, mm-hmm. like we're saying, rather than incorporating more of a hinge type pattern to be able to squat or sit down. And it puts a lot of pressure through the knees, especially when it's combined with restrictions at the ankles and the hips. Mm-hmm. So that's another big reason that we... Yeah, it's just a lack of control. It's that, uh, that awareness. Like I remember working with someone and I say, okay, go into a squat and her heels automatically pop off the floor because yeah. there's... And it's not bad to have quad dominant squats. We want that. However, we want it with the control. Do we have a balance of the quads with the glutes, right? And so that's where it becomes an issue. If you have so, so much tightness in those quads, it's just putting so much pressure on your knees because you haven't balanced it out with other parts yeah. of the body. Um, yeah, I should have said that a quad dominant squat is not bad in itself. Yes. It's just bad when that's all you do yeah. and it's the repetitiveness and, and overloading and overtraining essentially. Exactly. And so what can you do to start to, you know, continue to have healthy knees? And one of the things I like to say, whether you have knee pain or tension at all, is just taking off that pressure on your knees to do it all. <laughs> and sometimes that is just working on stretching your getting a little bit more mobility through your quads, through your calves, through your hamstrings. Like, and mm-hmm. that could be with feel good methods as well of passive stretching or a little foam rolling, a foam rolling or taking yeah. a Theragun or whatever it may be. You know, you can do things that, that feel good for those areas, but it helps to reduce the tension coming into that knee. I think that stretching, I mean, those three mu- muscle groups specifically are just the biggest muscle groups that cross the knee, <laughs> being the the quads, the hamstrings, and the calves. And then if we want to get a little more specific with some of the mobility techniques that we're using, we mention ankle, foot and ankle, and the hip as two areas that we will start to notice restrictions that then we compensate and our knee suffers. So for the ankle, what can we do to improve dorsiflexion specifically, which we just mentioned, stretching the calf. So mm-hmm. even doing any sort of wall calf stretch, getting on a step and doing kind of some deficit heel raises Mm. on both feet so that you can start to build strength through extra dorsiflexion or increased dorsiflexion range of motion. Which explain what dorsiflexion is. Dorsiflexion is your foot coming up towards your shin and a lot of people start to find limitations in that. Mm. I myself having very high arches struggle getting full dorsiflexion or or at least what they say you should have sufficient dorsiflexion but doing a progressive heel raise on a step can really start to load through that range of motion and make it pretty functional and then a hip 90 90 which you mentioned during the hip optimization episode because it's one of our favorites to be able to work on that hip rotation which is one place i feel like almost everyone out there is going to have limitations in either internal or external rotation of the hip. Yeah, I mean, our, our hips are an access point. So think about the areas above and below our low back and our knees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're not having good moving hips, it can really put a lot of tension and pressure back into those two areas above and below. So mobility in those areas, so huge. Now we move into having a little bit more strength control around our knee. And one of the things that we love to do is like a four-way step up. 
So if you have just like a little stool, a step stool in your house, this is a great way to work on it. And we'll show this what it looks like more on YouTube. So Doc Jen Fit has all our YouTubes for these episodes as well. And if I just put the stool in front of me and I think of a forward step up, so I'm thinking you want to lean the chest forward a little bit, hip goes back. And if I push down through my heel to stand, I get a lot of glute activation. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to start to build those hips, build those glutes without putting too much tension on your knee because you lean your chest forward a little bit more. And then you have um, a lateral step down. So now it's that ability to kind of control your hips at like a level surface as you're stepping down without letting your your foot that's hanging off the stool kind of lead the way. So without having that lack of control in the pelvis and the trunk, you kind of go down uh, uh, together and then you can cross that leg. Now we get a little more inner thigh activation, which our inner thighs, our adductors go down to our knees and need to be strong as well. And we get that crossing over. And then the last one, forward step down. So getting the kind of like doing like a heel tap and getting your heel to reach forward. This is now going to get your knee. Now you're a little bit more upright in your chest. You're going to get your knee to start to load over your toe, which gets you into good ankle range of motion as well and builds that strength and the tolerance of your knee to be able to take that load forward over your over your toe. I don't think enough can be said about doing single leg work like that and it's something that we go to a lot, whether it's on the ground, six-way taps or yeah. the four-way step-ups. And it, it could seem like, oh, you just overuse that exercise, but it's so valuable in starting to build that single leg strength, getting you working all the major muscle groups of the hip, working the, the knee over the toe, uh, working the ankle range of motion, everything that you just said, and then being able to progress from that into strength, mm-hmm. you know, strengthening through the knee. We ultimately need to load th- through the knee one of the most, one of the greatest predictors of keeping your knee pain down, even if you're someone who has osteoarthritis, is having strong muscle groups that cross the knee. So I don't think enough can be said about strength training, keeping all the muscles strong across the knee, mm-hmm. to specifically doing exercises that load as you go knees over toes, like a heels elevated goblet squat Mm -hmm. or something like that could be very good at starting to progress into taking larger and larger loads across the knee and doing so comfortably. Yeah. I mean, even if you just start with like, you know, sitting onto a bench and then standing up, you know, having that support and that target to kind of sit down toward. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do with my mom a lot to get, encourage her to squat down a little bit more when we're working on exercising. So there are ways that you can modify and still continue to get strong and feel good, especially as we age, we need that strength. So I think it's just so important. And of course, we have a knee plan on Gen Health that walks yep. you through all of this from the mobility aspect around the knee, um, calming muscles down around the knee to take tension off. Even if you don't feel like you have tension on the, again, this is something that I think we all just need to be aware of and then building into that single leg stability support and ultimately strengthening around that knee. Thanks for tuning in with us. Of course, we have a low back challenge starting in the new year, right on January 1st. And we don't want you to miss out on this. 
When you get into Gen Health, you can actually get a $5 discount. Just start out with us for the month. You get a week free and then you go into the month. So you can literally come off and not join us anymore. You just start it for 20 bucks. You get access to 11 different plans. So not only this knee plan that we've been talking about, but hopefully you'll get in and start to do the low back plan because you're going to see when you start our low back health plan, you're going to work on your hips your upper back, your core, your knees, all of a sudden things are going to start to feel so much better in, in our body when we start to work on our low back health. So I really hope that you get into that low back challenge starting on January 1st and taking care of your health just five to 10 minutes a day. Link is below gen.health backslash free trial.